Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I am Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm extra good today. We just hit 50,000 subscribers. Shout out to each and every one of you. We are so, so thankful. And let's get to 100K, Coop. The road to 100K, 100K starts today, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think about all the times in the beginning where, you know, we thought of this on the way back home from a Timberwolves-Grizzlies game. Jitty for the season. Yeah, Jitty for the season, the 15-rebound game. And we were on the way home, and I was like, bro, I think I'm going to start a podcast. And you're like, dude, 100% do it. And we just took it and ran from there. And nine months later, we're here. We're not where we want to be, but we're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep yeah. pushing. And I'm just so thankful for y'all. Let's get out of this sappy stuff now because there is so much to get into today. NFL has a full weekend of football, college football. We're going to get into all of that. And also, massive news just dropped on Russell Westbrook, which we will touch on that as well. Let's start off with week two in the NFL. We're going to begin with the Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens. Miami coming off a big win against the New, Orleans, or the New England Patriots. Two is 4-0 against the Pats now on Bill Belichick, which is crazy. Baltimore, Lamar, obviously, as everyone knows, is in his contract year now. And he looks like he's MVP Lamar right now. How how do you uh, feel going into this game, man? I like the Ravens. Um, to be honest with you, two, I still need to see more. Yeah. Um, I, and obviously, you're playing the Pats, which is never an easy game because Bill Belichick's been known as a defensive guru for God knows how long. And then he also just happened to have a guy named Tom Brady that was – on the other side of the ball. So it made life really easy. Um, but like you said, I think Lamar, he bet on himself in this offseason. He represented himself with that contract deal. They didn't give him one. I think he's going to go out and seek for heads. I mean, he is going to go out and put his team on his back every game. I think J.K. Dobbins is playing this game, so we're going to get to see J.K. Dobbins for the first time in a so. year and a half. I'm super excited about that. I think if this offense can get back to the pace that I think they were on – before all the injuries to their three starting running backs before the season last year. And Devin DuVernay seemed to be coming on. Rashad Bateman seemed to be coming on. Uh, Obviously, Mark Andrews is a great tight end. I really like the Ravens at home against the Dolphins this week. I'd have to agree with you there as well. I liked what I saw from Tyreek and Tua. He had eight receptions, 94 yards in week one. Um, I think Jalen Waddell get more activated and more touches in this game coming up. But, yeah, I'm, I'm liking the Ravens as well. Even though they were held to only 63 yards last week in rushing against the Jets, which is a crazy part yeah. of it because we know this is a team that averaged 145 rushing yards per game last year. It's where they get the bulk of their yardage from. Yeah. But, you know, it was through the air. That Rashad Bateman toss was uh, real crazy for Lamar. It's He's looking MVP status. I hope he stays healthy, man, yeah. because he's representing himself. He's really rolling the dice on this one, but, you know, price of the bag keeps going up for Lamar, man. Hey, every win, a little bit more money in the bank, hopefully. I think the Ravens will, I think the Ravens will get it done But because uh, I love seeing Lamar in a Ravens uniform, and they've built this offense around him, so I think they'd be dumb to lose him, but yes. that's just me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. On Tua, do you think that he's going to prove his worth this year? Do you see him, you know, them not trading up in the draft to get a C.J. Stroud, to get a Bryce Young next year? Do you think he is the franchise QB for Miami? I'm usually into his camp. I'll say that. I'll start by saying that. I'm usually into his camp. I think this year is the year, though. You have Jalen Waddle, who was awesome last year. I mean, he broke records uh, that literally no one thought would be broken by a rookie wide receiver. They went out and traded for Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs, a massive deal. You have Mike Gusecki, who's a really good tight end, who I think is playing on the franchise tag, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um, You signed Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys, who desperately needs Cedric Wilson right now. You have no excuses. Oh, I I can't even forget about the running backs. I mean, you went Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin, who was your starting running back last year, is now your third string. Yes. You have weapons. Yep. You ha- I think he has to go out and perform. I mean, 23 of 33, game one, 270 yards and one touchdown. That's not bad. Yeah. And that's and, and like you said, it resulted in a win against the New England Patriots. That's a division rival. That's a good win. Yeah. You got to keep putting them together. I think I think Tua does need to have a good year. Health is going to be the biggest thing. He needs to stay healthy all year. I agree with you there. And I, the Patriots, we're going to get into them a little bit later. They play the Steelers this week. I don't see them going anywhere this year. No. And I hate to say that as, you know, we all know how great Bill Belichick is, but this is a guy that got beat by 40 in the first <laughs> round of the playoffs. That happened. And, 
you know, we'll give our thoughts on them a little bit later, but you can probably see where I am right <laughs> now. Um, let's get into this next game where we have the Cleveland Browns facing the New York Jets. Joe Flacco is starting yet again. Poor Zach Wilson, man. Poor Zach Wilson. I, I don't know. I'm kind of happy for him <laughs> on the other front, but uh, poor Zach Wilson, man. Uh, how you feeling about the Browns, Jets? You got any type of feelings? Not really. Um, the only thing, and I didn't even know that the uh, Jets had stopped the Ravens to about 65 rushing yards last week. That's going to definitely come in handy. We're going to see if they can duplicate that because uh, Jacoby Brissett is not going to just overwhelm you with the pass. Um, so if they can – Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both had great weeks last week. Just get on their back and ride. Yep. That's what you do until Deshaun Watson gets back in week 11, unless Deshaun looks like preseason Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he what the hell was that? Did you ever watch that preseason game he played in? Yeah. It, wasn't he like 0 for – or 1 for 7 or something like yes, that? Yeah, dude. it was – they were, they, I mean, there was a ton of drops, don't get me wrong, but he looked uh, like he hadn't played. Like he hadn't played in New Year's, exactly. which is going to be how he looks probably week 11. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I probably think I think the Browns' defense is going to be the thing that I pick in this game because I think Miles Garrett's going to sack Joe Flacco more times than he threw Absolutely. last game, which was 60. So. Absolutely. You don't see your boy Elijah Moore doing anything big. I love my boy Elijah Moore, but, I mean, Joe Flacco threw it 60 times last game for 307 yards. So, I mean <laughs> – he threw. He was thirty-seven of fifty-nine for three hundred seven yards, a touchdown, and interception. And they ran the ball pretty well with Michael Carter and uh, Brees Hall. Um, the Jets actually played well. I, they just scored nine, nine points. points. So yeah. like, I think I think you're playing just as good of a defense in the Browns. So I don't see them just overwhelming yeah, them. I don't either. Can you imagine like the shit that's going to be said to Deshaun once he is playing? Like I'm talking oh, about like, the people when he's running out of the tunnel and like all the. Dude, you're literally like you're getting a game of two different things because everybody's going to be hyping up Zach Wilson and anytime yeah, they see him, they're going to be joking with him. Deshaun, everybody's going to be crapping on him. Yeah, exactly. We won't we won't touch that subject. Yeah. That's, that's something. For the day. <laughs> But um, the key stat in this one is the Jets have now dropped 13 straight September games. Meanwhile, with a win on Sunday, the Browns would be 2-0 and for the first time since 1993. If Jacoby Brissett can go 2-0 and for the first time since 93, he's a franchise guy. Absolutely kidding. Absolutely go trade for him, Cowboys. Let's go to another game in the Washington <laughs> – just caught that. Poor Cowboys fans right now. Uh, the Commanders play the Lions at noon on Sunday as well. Wentz is starting in this one. Goff is starting on the other side. How you feeling about the Lions and Commanders? Uh, I think this will actually be a really good game. Uh, I kind of really want to take the Detroit Lions to get their first win of the season because I love my boy DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Um, but I can't lie to you. Wentz and them actually looked pretty dang good last week, and that pays me to say. But you know what? I'm picking the Lions. Just give me the Lions. Home team. I love it. Hopefully DeAndre Swift plays. I know he was banged up earlier in the week with an ankle injury, but I'm taking the Lions. I'm going even further. I think Jeff Akuda shuts down Terry McLaurin. Oh. This game should be on Sunday Night Football. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> the Ohio State fans coming out on you right now. Jeff Akuda. Oh, my God. Struggling man. a little bit. I know he is struggling. But on a serious note, y'all, yeah, I got the Lions as well. I know we're agreeing a ton, but DeAndre Swift, Amaron St. Brown leading me to a franchise championship, which I will remind Cooper of every single day. Go ahead. Crickets. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I had to bounce out of that one this year for sure. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Lions put up a ton of points against Philly last week. I was pleasantly surprised. I think it was a hard knocks effect. Yeah, honestly – I was more surprised at Philly's defense. I mean, uh, I thought they did some pretty good things this offseason. I mean, obviously, A.J. Brown highlights all those moves. But, like, they did some pretty good offseason moves. Didn't they get C.J. Garner-Johnson? Yeah, right? Chauncey yeah. Garner-Johnson. Yeah. I mean, they they got a lot of players. I mean, Nicobe Dean in the draft, right. uh, they got him at good values. So, like, I really thought that defense was going to be kind of a little bit more juiced up, I guess. But uh, yeah. I, I do think this Lions offense can can be pretty, pretty dangerous. Yeah, and this is something that – kind of happened to golf last year everybody goes to Detroit and kind of fizzles out like the career kind of slowly dies I hope that doesn't happen for Jared Goff it's what I'm worried about Baker right now you know because Matt Rule's in the hot seat there's so many things in Carolina that kind of relates to what Jared Goff is going through in Detroit I feel like yeah and uh Jared Goff is probably the only question mark I really have I like Jared Goff but I'm just I don't know if the Detroit will see him as their franchise guy um and I think I could be wrong, but isn't he in his final contract he, this season? I'm not sure. He may be, but I, that does sound right. Yeah, yeah and Detroit has a sign of They will be without uh, starting center Frank Ragnow okay. this week, which he he's Arkansas boy. 
Shout out Sam Pittman. Shout out Sam um, Pittman. But, no, I, I do like Jared Goff, and I, I think he's a little bit better than people give him credit for. And, I mean, this offense was dynamite last week. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like the Lions. I'm, I'm all in on the uh, Hard Knocks team from this year. Absolutely. One more uh, game real quick before we get into the headliners for the weekend, in our opinion. Indianapolis Colts play the Jacksonville Jaguars at noon as well. AFC South matchup, probably the worst division in football, in my opinion, after watching my Titans lose to the Giants last week. But uh, do you feel any sort of way with Matt Ryan versus Trevor Lawrence? Give me Trevor Lawrence. Okay. First one on the season. It's going to come against the Colts, who couldn't even beat the Texans. Yeah. That give, me the, give me the Jags at home. I'm, I know I picked all the home teams, but that's all right. <laughs> guess what the Jags' record is in their last 16 divisional games. Guess how many wins they have. 16 divisional games. 2 and 14. Close, 3 and 13. Dang. Jags are 3 and 13 in their past 16 divisional games with all three wins coming against the Titans, Colts. Dang it. They're playing the Colts? Hey, move move it up to 4 and 13. Move it up to 4 and 13. Trevor Lawrence, man, just don't throw eight picks, please. Yeah. Um, let's move into the headliner at noon, in our opinion. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. Tom Brady is 0 and 4 since being at the Bucks since 2020. The Saints have had their way, man. Mike Evans yeah. doesn't play well against them. Jameis Winston, you think he pulls off a win against the Bucs? I'm counting on it. Okay. I'm all in on Jameis Winston. Jameis for MVP. He's going to lead the league in passing touchdowns this year. You heard it first. Um, like you said, Bucks have Okay, a, no. Well, he's going to lead the league in passing you, touchdowns. You can't just, like, skip over that. Like, that's some type of casual-ass statement. You think Jameis Winston is going to lead the NFL in passing statements? My fantasy team counts on it. Like we're banking on it right now, now Mr. Steel Crab Legs. Now I'm getting to the like the, the deep of it. This is this is fantasy driven, one thousand percent. But also, I do I do think uh, James James before he got hurt last year was a fifteen touchdown to two interception ratio. He was. He was playing awesome. He was. And I think he has better weapons this year because last year he was throwing to like some undrafted free agents that I couldn't even tell you their names right now, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get open because I remember sitting right. there talking about the Saints games with some buddies, and they were like. This they is had like, no receivers. Yeah, now they, they have had Jarvis nobody. Landry. Can't guard Mike's back. And Chris Olave. So you got two guys that yes. can cross the middle of the field or burners. Uh, can't guard Mike. AK didn't even show up very much. Mm-mm. They're clearly wanting to use Taysom Hill a lot. But like you said, Bucks haven't won against them. So I do see them pulling this one out at home. Uh, Bucks lost to Trevor Simeon last year. So like, it's something about the Saints. It's just Tom Brady and the Bucks cannot get over. And I think uh, the Saints defense is going to be if not as good, a little bit better than the Cowboys' defense was last week, which despite the fact that they won as big as they won, Cowboys' defense played really well on them last they week. Did. So, uh, And Chris Godwin is not playing. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game, but I got the Saints. And Jameis for MVP. I'm going to disagree with you. I think Tom Brady breaks that streak. He hits his first win against the Saints as a division foe. I think Mike Evan, Evans performs even though he has had a hard time against them. I feel like everyone's high on the Saints now. Everyone started to tap in. Especially after watching that Sunday night football game, nine nothing in Tampa last year, I think Tom Brady. That's been on his mind, man. Because you know, in the off season, he just you know gets shit to rile him up. I think the Buccaneers, <laughs> without Chris Godwin, beat the Saints on Sunday. Fair enough, fair enough. But Jameis for MVP, and he's leading the league in passing touchdowns. Pipe down, pipe down, <laughs> pipe down. The Bucks have won five straight road games. Yeah, good. Another Shout out the Bucks. My argument. Shout out the Bucks. Mister Studio Crab Legs are going. Jot that down. <laughs> uh, let's get into the Carolina Panthers and the New York Giants. The Giants coming off a win against the Titans. Saquon Barkley looked like Barry Sanders in that game. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers are trying to right the ship after Baker Mayfield made T-shirts and further lost to his uh, Cleveland Browns team. You think Baker uh, evens it up at 1-1 one and one against the Giants? This is my first road team getting a win. I, I like the Panthers. Um, I think – uh, the Giants are going to have a little bit tougher test uh, with their defensive matchup with this offense because the Titans' offense does not leak anything uh, to, like, be scared about. Even Derrick Henry just – Easy. Yeah, I mean, he just <laughs> – Easy. <laughs> I'm trying so hard, like, to no, take, like, no, medium please. shots right now. No, but, I mean, Derrick Henry – I can take a ton of shots right now. He I'm just – he just irate. He wasn't the real Derrick Henry. I feel like they rushed him back from his injury, and I think he's still got to get his feet wet under him. Uh, so, I think the Panthers' offense is going to give a little bit more of a test to the Giants. But I, I like the Panthers in this one to get the first win of the season. Um, but I am interested, like, I mean, Daniel Jones last year. So, can Brian Dayball – 
who just made Josh Allen look like Josh Allen. I mean, he was with him, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Can he come in and somewhat make Daniel Jones look like the smart pick at number six all those years ago? I don't think so, man. I think that's their only thing missing. I like Sterling Shepard for them as a wideout. I love Saquon, obviously, after last week. I loved him <laughs> a lot more after that game. And their defense is okay enough. But I, I think these two teams aren't really going far. I, I, I'm a Baker guy. I wanted to see him win last week. He didn't. I want to see it this week. But, yeah, the fact that he uh, died down the Browns thing is absolutely hilarious to me as well. <laughs> oh, Baker. Absolutely. Let's go into two historic franchises in the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. New England uh, got embarrassed by Miami, man. They they really got embarrassed. Belichick is um, catching some strays because who is calling the offensive plays for him? Is it Joe Judge? Is it uh, their other offensive guy? I just don't know. Mitch Trubisky played decent against um, against the, against the Bengals last week and. TJ Watts out with that torn pack. How do you see this one going? This one's this one's interesting. Um, I think I was reading Mac Jones is going to play, right? Yeah, he is. Okay, um, that makes that makes a little bit of a difference because if it was Brian Hoyer under center, that'd be a that'd be yeah. an easy pick. But I still think I'm going to go Steelers. I think that defense is overwhelming. They're not great. I don't think either of these teams are very good. Um, I literally had the Patriots defense in fantasy. All a lot of my stuff will come from fantasy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, I sat there and I was looking at their team. I'm like, this might be the worst defense I've ever seen Bill Belichick have. Yeah. You lost J.C. Jackson. There's no more Kyle Van Noy, Dante and Hightower, what all do they these have guys. On offense? Yeah, no. I mean, it's, uh, shoot, I can't even. They traded Nikhil Harry. I know that. Yeah. Uh, and I can't even t- think of the Kendrick Bourne and that the other dude. Yeah. That they have. I mean, this is a running team, and I just, I don't really like their team this year. And this is probably one of the worst. On paper rosters, I think I've seen the Patriots have. So I think the Steelers at home can get a steal a win here. I think so too. And I, I'm I'm gonna stay on the Patriots for a minute. Do you think they finish last in their division? Um, I can see it. I, I can definitely see it because the Bills are probably gonna win that division. Because we're really talking about the Jets, right? We, yeah. I, I think there's a consensus: the Bills run away with the division. Yep. I think Dolphins number second. two. Yeah. Jets or Patriots Jets three or four. Jets or Patriots. I like the. I honestly like the Jets offense more. I do too. Um, and I I like Robert Sala. I like that hire. Um, obviously Zach Wilson. They got that dog mentality. Got that um, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can see it. I can see him being fourth. I could see it as well, man. I, I hate – it pains me to say, but it doesn't. I mean, these fans watch them win six Super Bowls. I have no sympathy at all for Patriots <laughs> fans right now. They won for so many years. And Bill Belichick is on his way to proving that he needed Tom Brady in every single one of those Super Bowls. I'm yep. going to as far as saying that. Um, because I see New England not winning more than six games this year. Especially with how deep the AFC is. AFC is deep. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Uh Honestly, this win, this this game will show me a lot more too. Because if it, we'll see if it was a one week one fluke or if it was just yeah. how they look. And that division too, playing Buffalo twice, twice. I think you're going to drop both of those. I think you could drop both, both to, Miami. to Miami. You've already dropped one. Jets, I think they could split. split. Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't see New England going anywhere. Anyways, yeah. All that to be said, yeah, I think the Steelers win. I, I think it's going to be one of their rare wins, though, especially with Trubisky. Hopefully, we see Kenny Pickett soon, man. Kenny two that's gloves. What, that's what um, I think. That's what the Steelers want to see. Minka Fitzpatrick, another pick six, maybe on Mac Jones. I'd love it. That'd make my defensive player of the year look good. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's go to the Falcons and the Rams at on Fox. It is that late afternoon kickoff. How do you see this one going? The Falcons and the Rams. I think Rams get win one. They struggled a little bit week. Uh, week two, sorry. They get win one in week two. They struggled in week one really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive line could not protect Matt Stafford. The only human being who knew how to play football was Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um, I was glad about that one. Um, Triple crown. I mean, and Aaron Donald was an no-show. Yeah. And that's not something you say very often. Um, you could definitely see how much they missed a guy like OBJ helping out the offense. A guy like where the hell was Allen Robinson? Where I, was he? I think he had one catch, maybe two. I think it was one. I really think he only had one catch. Um, and he was targeted like maybe two or three times. He was yeah. no show. And Cam Akers, no show. Yeah, uh, three carries, no yards. 
Um, and then did Leonard uh, Fort Floyd play well? I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, that defense was bad. Yeah, I think um, they were all around bad. Jalen Ramsey, I mean, he got cooked. Yeah, he said on his podcast after the game, he was like, "We got our ass kicked." Yeah, and like the, he, I think they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder this week. I think they wiped the floor with the Falcons. I was not. I mean, Mariota's all right. Yeah, Cordero right. Patterson was awesome. Exactly. They that's, don't use Kyle Pitts. That's all you have. Get. The ball, the ball to Kyle Pitts. I would literally he, put him out wide and just do screens to him just yes. to get him the ball. He's such an athlete, man. I just I just don't understand it. Um, key stat here is with the loss, the Rams will become the first defending Super Bowl champion to start 0-2 since. You want to take a crack at it? Ooh, defending Super Bowl champion to start 0-2? Yeah. They win it all the time, the Patriots? Nah, nah <laughs> not the Patriots. 1999 at Denver Broncos. Oh, I wasn't alive. <laughs> that's why that's why I gave it up quick. That's why I gave it up quick. <laughs> Had to be real. Uh MVP Gino does play yet again on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers at NFC West showdown. You tell think- me which one's more wild, MVP Gino or MVP Jameis? <laughs> be honest. Come it's on Gino. now. It's Gino. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's Gino. I don't think it's gonna happen, bro. I think this is where it ends. I think um my opinion, bro, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think Trey Lance bounces back. I really do. People are – He's not I, playing in a fucking – Yeah, he's in a monsoon. Yeah. I think people did to, like clearly weren't paying attention to those conditions. I mean, the winds were like 16 miles per hour. You literally put Debo, your best playmaker, in the backfield because you were like, we just have to get you the ball and we can't throw it exactly. to you. Because it was just bad. I mean, you can even look at the Bears. They didn't throw very often. Mm-hmm. They're just really good at running the ball. Mm-hmm. And so, like – and also you had a fumble in the goal or in the uh, red zone. I think the 49ers wiped the floor with them this week. Um, Seahawks literally shouldn't have won the last game. The Broncos just self-imploded twice in the goal line, and they went for a 61-yard field goal with a minute left when they could have – or they had they could have had a minute left, but they decided to run the clock down because that's all Russell did the entire night was to chew the clock. Um, so I, I think 49ers wiped the floor with the Seahawks. I absolutely agree with you. I think Geno Smith, the luck runs out. Since Kyle Shanahan took over as head coach in 2017, San Francisco is 2-8 and eight against Seattle. We may need to slow the roll here. <laughs> JK, Geno no, Smith. No, they're losing. They're <laughs> two and eight years. against Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati Bengals visit. Don't even have to talk about it. Cowboys lose Dallas by hundred. Cowboys. <laughs> Cooper Rush at quarterback. What do you think? Three hundred five tutties. For Joe Burrow. <laughs> okay. For Joe Burrow. I'd have to Joe Shiesty. Joe Burrow's gonna bounce back, man, He's dude. But. I think the hits don't stop with Micah Parsons. I think my boy, my Ole Miss boy, shout out Rebels. I think Sam Williams gets his first NFL sack this week. Okay. Um, I think we're going to have problem. I think Micah's probably going to get another two. I really do think we sack him probably four or five times. It's but, amazing they invested all this time and effort and money into their offensive line, and it looked like dog the first week. I'm not going to overreact to it. Yeah. They can keep him st- stood up, but – you also can't turn the ball over five times no, if you you're can't. Joe Burrow. You can't, but I mean that goes with filling pressure in the pocket. True, exactly. I mean, if you're getting waxed while you're throwing the ball, you can't really just get all the uh, arm strength you need behind it. But yeah, I, I hate to hate to break it to Cowboys fans. You're probably losing this one thirty to three. Well, again. Cooper Rush last time he played was against the Minnesota Vikings, and On he got Sunday lucky. Night football. He got lucky because Amari Cooper knew how to play football, and guess who's not there anymore? Amari Cooper. We traded him for a six round pick. So yeah. Are you still happy that you're paying Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, Zeke was our best player. Okay. Zeke might prove it again. <laughs> We're so bad. He can't p- pass block real well. He can't pass block. Yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, he was running like five yards a clip. He just the it kept coming back with flags because them Cowboys know how to get flags. We have more penalty yards than we did in regular offensive yards. Bet you didn't know that. <laughs> a little Cowboys trivia for you. I don't if even know they, if that's right. <laughs> it just felt like it. <laughs> if they go zero and two, let's say they lose this game, they start zero and two. When's the last time they did that? What year? Uh, no, because I was going to say the year Tony Romo. You were alive, by the way. I know I was alive. Was it, uh, there was a year Tony got hurt in there where I think we were really bad, but I'm going to say like 06, 07. 2010, a year that saw head coach Wade Phillips fired at the midpoint of the season. Do you think Mike McCarthy gets fired midway through this season? He should have already been fired. He literally, did you hear this? Hold on, hold on. Mike McCarthy literally said in an interview with somebody, they were asking him, all right, when are you going to take over the offensive play calling? He said, I don't know the Cowboys' offense yet. He's been this there for three recent? years. Recent. Wow. 
He's been there for three years. And you know why he got fired from the Packers? He was being lazy. Why is he still my head coach? He's a bum. Honestly, Kellen Moore. To and be fair, Dak has been hurt. Two Dak of the has three been hurt. Years. Dak has been hurt, and I and that's he got the okay on the first year when Dak obviously had the ankle injury. He got. They were like, obviously, you're playing with Andy Dalton. Like, we're not gonna put too much stock in you not having a winning season. Mm-hmm. The next year, you had Dak, and you <laughs> lose to the 49ers mm-hmm. because you had too many penalties and you can't stop the run. Mm-hmm. Defense is good now. Your offense is bad, and you're apparently an offensive-minded coach, but yet you don't know the offensive plays. You got fired for being lazy in Green Bay, and you still don't know our plays, and you're the third-year coach. I'm sorry, Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy both shouldn't be there, and Dan Quinn should be the acting head coach. That's just how I feel. Interesting. Dan Quinn's awesome. That defense is legit. Yeah, Dan Quinn is legit. So you want to see them move on as soon as possible? As soon as possible. Okay. Even if Dak's timeline moved from the six to eight weeks to the four to – Four to eight weeks, but in my opinion, last year was their best shot at the Super Bowl yeah. in a long, long time, and I feel like people overlook that going into this year. I, I mean, Super Bowl talks obviously with the Cowboys; it's always, always a conversation. There. But I feel like last year was their actual best shot because they were so complete last year. Oh yeah, and last year, and then Dak and Zeke's rookie year was our two best years, mm-hmm. and obviously that one fit. That was Tony Romo getting hurt, Dak wowing everyone, and we lose to the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has a magical play, throw literally sits back in the pocket for 12 seconds, runs around, and chunks the ball, and they get in a field goal range. They beat us by a field goal. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, then last year, you, you couldn't even you, – you looked horrible in a playoff game. Right. And, like, it's one of those things where you can have all these regular season things, but can you produce in the big moments? And I love Dak. I do. He, he's one of the only people from Mississippi State. I truly just love watching play football. But even at Mississippi State, he couldn't win the big games. He never beat Alabama. He never beat Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. He literally came back for his senior year because he said, I want to beat Ole Miss, mm-hmm. and you couldn't do it. Can he ever win a playoff game? He's 1-5, in five, I think, in playoff games right now. It could be 1-4. I might, I might be giving him too many. But mm-hmm. you got to prove to me that you can win the big moments. Obviously, he can't do that right now because he's kind of hurt. But – yeah, I hope the Cowboys are 0-17 and we get the number one overall pick. Will Anderson, here we come. <laughs> we don't imagine, need another defensive imagine player. Imagine that defensive line. If you had the number one pick, who would you want? Honestly, I don't really know because, like, Will Anderson should be the guy you take at number one because I think he's one of the best players in college football. Absolutely. But, like, do you really need Will Anderson, Demarcus Lawrence, and Michael Parsons What's all blitzing. What's a wide receiver like, draft look like? This it's, a good, it's a good one. I, li- I do like Jordan Addison from Pittsburgh. Jordan or not Ad- Pittsburgh, USC. And then that kid, uh, Jackson. Like Jackson Smith and the Jigbo from Ohio yeah. State. Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio yeah. State. They're both pretty good. Alabama has no wide receivers this year. Yeah, that's shocking to me, man. That's I have no shocking. clue. All right, let's get in to the Denver Broncos and the Houston Texans. Russell Wilson looking to bounce back from his – Dumbass's head coach uh, decision at the end of the game. Yeah, easy win. I, I agree. I agree with you there. I think Davis Mills is not that guy, pal. Not that guy. <laughs> not that guy. Um, let's move quickly. Move into now. This is a this is a game where two teams they're coming off. They have expectations coming into the year. They're coming off two bad losses, in my opinion. Las Vegas Raiders played the Arizona Cardinals in Vegas. The Raiders, Derek Carr threw three interceptions in his first game with Devontae Adams. Arizona just got mopped by the Chiefs. They scored some garbage time points. Which team rewrites the ship and wins this game? Raiders mop the Cardinals again. Cardinals are going to get mopped again. Uh, They have no playmakers, at least none that I saw. Um, You're you're missing D-Hop. You're missing Diop. Their offense just never really got anything going until garbage time, and that's when the Chiefs are out there playing seventh-rounders, so they don't really care. I think Cliff Kingsbury's on the hot seat. I I would agree. Um, You you start – obviously, most of the times they start really hot, and then they fade. fade. So maybe this is just they fade, and then they get hot. So you never know. I mean, it's a streaky sport. but And the conversation was, did he deserve that job in the first place? I I don't think he ever did. Um, And I think – he looked too good too early, and so everybody has the false opinion on him. 
Um, I, I still don't think he wasn't ever really that good in college. No, he wasn't. And like, it's one of those coming things. off a seven and five season at Texas Tech. I'm exactly. Like. And like with Matt Rule, I know we were talking about him on the hot seat earlier. Matt Rule was awesome in college. I mean, Matt Rule literally did it at Temple. He did it at Baylor. And I mean, I still am holding out hope for Matt Rule. That's that's why I'm cheering for the Panthers. Yeah, I, mean, I like Baker. I like Rule. Yeah, and I just think he kind of got screwed by a – they went out and got Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's not a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian McCaffrey keeps getting hurt. Your defense was not very good because you lost Keekley, Thomas Davis. All those guys are gone. And so, like, it, it's a tough it's a tough situation. But at the end of the day, I think they have a good guy. And so, I think if they give him the chance to rewrite that tough situation, it can be rewritten. Cliff Kingsbury, I, I don't have that same opinion on. I don't think he can finish well and win in the playoffs because – I haven't seen it yet. I haven't been proven that he's a winning head coach other than just I can start really fast and then lose my final six. I think Devontae Adams goes for over 140 yards again. I think he does. Double-digit yeah. catches. That's, that's why I think he's they get mobbed. continue on that high streak, yeah. <laughs> I think Renfro has to get a tutty. Him he or Waller. Waller. He didn't even play very – I don't think he had very many stats in that first game, no, if I remember not. correctly. he did not. He only – Carr was only throwing at Devontae Adams, forcing it downfield to him. That's where he got one of his interceptions, one of his three, yeah. I should say. Um, since the Cardinals' 7-0 and start in 2021, they are 4-8 and in their past 12 games. Yikes. Mm. Make that 4-9. and <laughs> Yep. I'd have to agree. Sunday night football. Been waiting all day for Sunday night, huh? Waiting all day for Sunday night. Oh Singing carry. God. <laughs> Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. NFC North matchup. A-Rod bounces back, in my opinion, right? Like, Bears cannot win two two weeks in a row. They were last in the power rankings. No way. The Bears beat the Packers on Sunday Hell no, the Bears don't beat the Packers. I was about to say, what are you smoking? I'm going to be scared if the Packers don't win. If they don't, they may be under 500. Well, I'm – obviously – they have nobody to really throw to yet, and the cohesion's not there. But, like, I want to see Aaron Jones get more involved. Like, Aaron Jones awesome. Yeah. You have A.J. Dillon. Put Aaron Jones in the damn slot and yeah. just have – I mean, just put them both on the field. Exactly. Like, in the goal to get your best playmakers on the field, I'll put them both on the field. Yeah. A.J. Dillon's an animal, and obviously he's – I mean, he's a big running back. And then Aaron Jones is a great pass catcher. Like, I mean, utilize that. And you got a 48-year-old Randall Cobb and <laughs> – is he still there? You're yes, kidding. Bro. Yes, You're bro. Kidding. That was a thing that the pa- that uh, A Rod was mad at the Packers last year for. He literally walked no way. contract negotiations. Man, A Rod went back and said, "I want Randall Cobb back." He said that a year ago. Thirty two year old Randall Cobb. And Mark turns fifty four next week. Dude. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean this, and obviously Alan Lazard didn't play, and that's the guy they were kind of banking on. Yeah, let them do them. But I also saw that they had some struggles on offensive line. Um, but I, I think they write the ship. I don't think the Bears should scare really anybody. I don't um, think so either. I'm going to say something positive about them, though. I really think that even though Fields had a you know, rocky start, he's been in tough situations, I think he's the guy. I uh, love Justin I Fields. I think there's no doubt in my mind Fields can be a really good quarterback. No, I, I love Justin Fields. He has a good head on his shoulders. I've been in love with Justin Fields since I watched QB1, which you put me on. Absolutely. Um, and it also, I'm sure it, you like Spencer Rattler. Then. Yeah, it helps that Spencer Rattler was on that season. So you hate Spencer Rattler so much. So ever. like, it makes you love Justin Fields that much more. And then just to see him go from Georgia to not playing. Stay tuned. We have predictions on South Carolina, Georgia. Facts, we do. Um, probably guess what the fuck. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna say. But I, I think Justin Fields, if you give him time, I, I think that's gonna be the thing because they kind of threw him into the fire on a garbage team. Yes, so like, they did. He's going to need some time. They did. The Packers have won six straight games against the Bears and are 11-1 and one in their past 12 matchups. Look at Lee Corso over there. Given the the predictions and the everything together, he's Shout like... Shout out FoxSports.com. <laughs> I would be remiss. Whoever wrote this, I'm very sorry. I'm not saying your name, but Fox Sports, man, you are the goat with these, uh, these little nuggies. Facts. Um, a game I don't want to talk about, my Tennessee Titans at the Buffalo Bills. We don't have to talk long because the Bills are going to be trouble by 50. Thanks. Love you, buddy. My, my Cowboys are losing, too. Titans are starting on, too, man. Start the Cowboys. But you know who's not starting on, too? Jameis for MVP, 2-0. Oh, Malik Willis. 
put him in the game, please. I mean, you remember last year, the first game of the year, when I watched the Cardinals just absolutely destroy the Titans, and I said, Tank for Matt Corral. You do remember that. Bro, and the thing that's pissing me off is, like, we beat the Bills, so I know <laughs> they're going to be pissed. Like, I, I know they're going to be pissed. And yeah. it's in Buffalo. Yeah, it's going to be On bad. a Monday night, their first home game of the year. Yeah, the, the Manning broadcast is going to have a field day on that one. Dude, it is going to be. Yeah, you can turn the Manning broadcast off halfway through the second quarter. Let me just save you time. There's another game on Monday night. <clears throat> so we quickly uh, move through this. Key stat. I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. This is actually a really good game. It's on ABC. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, all the excitement in Philly. They're probably going to run away with that division. Yeah. <laughs> and they were my Super Bowl pick. You know I'll put them oh, at the top of the division. The Vikings, I think they can actually win that division depending on how the Packers look. Kirk Cousins, all the weapons around him now. Justin Jefferson is an elite wide receiver in this league. How do you see this one shaking out? I like the Eagles. Um, at home, uh, I think you run the ball really well. Something that the uh, Vikings – or not the Vikings, the Packers didn't do very well because they were down the whole game. So, like um, – but I think I think this is probably going to be a shootout. I know I said that. I was saying that about the Bill or not the Bills, the Chargers Chiefs, and it ended up kind of being a defensive game. But I, I think this one's probably going to be a, a massive shootout. Um, I like Jalen Hurts to get to 2-0 and and shut all them haters down. I think it comes up to their defense. I'm taking the Vikings, man. I'm okay. taking the Vikings. I know that Aaron Rodgers had no weapons. I like the way their defense looks more than the Eagles right now. And the, the cool thing about this game is you got the – one and two in receiving yards right now. Justin Jefferson had an 184 last week. AJ Brown 155. Shout out Titans. <laughs> you done? <laughs> Not yet, cause I still have that jersey. So like, I mean, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna pull up one day, and I'm gonna be like, man, I wish I could root for the Titans, but I can't. <laughs> you done? Traded my favorite player to the freaking Eagles. Shout out the Eagles. Steal of a trade. You done? Yeah, I am now. Okay. All right. Shout uh, out Traylon Burks. That wraps. <laughs> That wraps up these NFL predictions. Uh, after these words, we're going to get into every top 25 college football game, give our picks for that as well, and then we're going to touch on this breaking Russell Westbrook story as well, all after the break, after these words from your stream. What's up, y'all? We just hit 50,000 subscribers, so you know what that means. Another merch drop. I got my favorite piece on right here from the drop, but we also got hoodies and sweatshirts in all colors and sizes, so y'all make sure to tap that link in my bio. And let's get to 100K. Football fans, what's good? Every Monday at 6 o'clock, I will now be live streaming to talk about what happened the previous weekend. And this is a completely interactive show. Y'all be sure to comment, and we're going to talk about what you want to talk about, your favorite team, your favorite player. So y'all make sure to tap in every Monday at 6 o'clock, and let's talk some football. Grizzlies fans, what's up? Every Thursday at 11 a.m., me and Coop's Grizz Talk premieres, and we talk about every jaw dropper, every Desmond Bain three, and every Jaron Jackson block. So y'all be sure to tune in weekly to never miss a beat on your Memphis Grizzlies. Go Grizz. Let's get it. Welcome back to the HSP. Let's get into these college football games, Coop. Let's start with a guy we were just talking about, Spencer Rattler is playing in South Carolina against the number one team in the entire country now. Georgia, as we talked about Tuesday, did leapfrog Alabama to get that number one spot in the AP poll. Is this game even close? Not at all. I I think the spread's in a 24-and-a-half, 27-and-a-half. Yeah. Yeah, they cover. (laughs) It's up to 25 now. I actually think they cover as well. Stetson Bennett, I started the talk. I actually think he can win the Heisman Trophy. I actually believe it. You have Stetson Bennett winning the Heisman. I have Jameis winning the MVP. We both have outrageous okay. taste. We'll go for it. Uh, I don't think it's outrageous, though. <laughs> Stetson Bennett has 688 yards and three touchdowns through two games. I'm good. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Jameis Winston. Uh, Jameis Winston's going to have 50 touchdowns. He barely beat the Falcons. Hey, he can't, He had 200 yards barely in one quarter. Stetson Bennett for Heisman. All right. Uh, Michigan plays UConn. Do we even need to talk about this? No. Poor UConn. An interesting one. Scott Frost is gone from the Cornhuskers. They play Oklahoma. Do you think they cover? I saw like somebody picking this on TV. The spread is 11 points. Do you think Nebraska covers that? I actually do. I don't know why, but last year they played them really tight. Uh, that was one of Scott Frost's 5-20-something and 20 something, uh, in one-score games. They played them really close last year. I can see it happening again. I haven't really seen... Uh, I mean, I know Oklahoma's been running through teams, but our boy Eric Gray and 
Jeff Levy's there, Brent Venables. I'm interested to see what this game looks like. But I think in an 11, yeah, I think they can maybe keep it within that. Sorry if you just saw my facial expression. I was just reacting to Casey Thompson having better numbers and sets in Bennett. <laughs> Stetson for Heisman. I don't think they cover. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think they cover, and I don't think the Cowboys cover either on Sunday. The Cowboys are losing by 50 in the, ha- in the first half. So Youngstown State goes to Kentucky and plays <laughs> there. <laughs> Youngstown State. Moving on. An actual uh, one of two, I believe, one of two top 25 matchups, BYU and Oregon. For some reason, we're talking about why the hell is Oregon in the top 25. They got blown out by Georgia. Who do you got in this one? It is in Eugene. Do you think BYU goes up there? And uh, covers their spread. They're catching three and a half. Wrong team favored. I think. I, I think BYU. BYU is coming off a really emotional big win against Baylor, who I picked. I thought Baylor was going to go in there and win, but Baylor's offense is was neutralized by BYU. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Bo Nix ain't going to do a damn thing. I don't uh, think so either, man. I really think Oregon's going to struggle this year. I think USC is going to run away with the Pac-12. I'm there. Like I am sold. I know USC has not played really anybody. Stanford and uh, Rice, but I don't care. I'm a Lincoln Riley guy. I'm a Lincoln Riley guy. I think Utah, uh, USC is going to be an interesting one. Cam Rising, I like, I like him, yeah, but we'll see. I, I do, I do think UCA. Any shot at the college might. football playoff for them? No, I don't think. Any, I don't think a Pac-12 team is going to get in. Is there a schedule? I, I wish I could pull up USC schedule, but pull it up real quick. Is there any like? Do they have enough like good matchups to make it? Like, if that's, they, yeah, that's a, that's going to be the thing because like you I know, feel like if they go thirteen and zero, like. It'd be hard to keep them out, but yeah. But honestly, I think this Fresno State slip up one time, in my opinion. Yeah, they're gonna slip up one time. I honestly think it could happen this week. Um, but I mean, you play Utah, that's a top twenty-five team, and you play Notre Dame, which that's not going to yeah. be a so good game you, anymore. They so play, when do they play, they play Utah? Time. It's uh, yeah, October fifteenth. So midway through the season, but I I think they have a tough test this you week. But we'll really get to it. You can't really slip up one time, then. No, you can't because Utah's already lost to Florida. Well, it'd be different if Utah was like a top five, top ten team, but they're not. Yeah. Um, your Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, I know you're probably gonna spend 35 minutes on this game. No, we're not. But um, they go to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech. 17 point favorite. I know that has you nervous as a mug. Yeah, it really does. Um, I'm actually trying to see if. He's announced a starting quarterback right now because that'll be the only thing that. The good news is Jackson Dart has 330 yards and three touchdowns. God, he's garbage. I think he's good. Um, I mean, I think Ole Miss wins. I don't know if we cover, but um, that's all I'll say on it. If I find that we've picked a starting quarterback, then I'll let y'all know. But I think Ole Miss wins. I think our I, I th- so like I was listening to somebody on the radio earlier today. I think go. no, I'm not talking for thirty five minutes. <laughs> I am prepping. I got the old man's on. I got this. But uh, someone was like picking uh making bets, and so they were like, take the under on Ole Miss Georgia Tech. They're like Ole Miss's offense hasn't really done a thing, but Georgia Tech's offense sucks, and Ole Miss's defense is actually really good. Mm-hmm. So and Ole Miss plays a lot closer. We we run the ball. That's like that's gonna be the key to our success. Is we have. Uh, Zach Evans, who's awesome, and then we have this dude named Keyshawn Judkins, who's a true freshman yeah, Alabama. I was just looking at his numbers, yeah. he's 191 f- yards and one touchdown on 24 carries. And like, crazy. I bet you, if you looked at he has like 20 broken tackles, like all of that's after contact. Like he sees who have y'all played against? The team that's gonna be at game day this week, so you can walk back with that. Who's <laughs> okay? Pump the brakes. Game day is not going to Troy. Okay, they're going to Appalachian State. The powerhouse that is that just took down A and M. Yeah, but I mean Troy. Troy is not a bad football team. We'll talk about Jokins after they play the powerhouse in Georgia Tech. How do y'all get away with these three games? I mean, seriously. Oh, just wait. We play Tulsa next week. What hell is this? We play Tulsa next week, and then we play Vanderbilt. So then it Kentucky. was Troy. Who did y'all play? Troy, with? Central Arkansas, Georgia at Georgia Tech. Tech, home against Tulsa, at Vandy, I think, and then at Kentucky or home against Kentucky. And then we go Bama, Auburn, Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State. <laughs> our final our final stretch sucks. <laughs> that, is, that is a tough scene. All right. I'm glad it evens out at least. Penn State and Auburn, a classic that was last year's game. Yeah, it was good. Two teams that were a lot better last year in my opinion. Um, Penn State's going to Auburn this time. Do you think that Steve Clifford in his 11th year as a Cougar can uh, win? <laughs> Honestly, when I saw that he was playing week one, I was like, wait, what? Bro – this is dead ass his sixth year. Yeah, oh, I know. And he's going to be the reason I take Penn State. I don't like Auburn 
Brian Harson was literally trying to get it's fired. In shambles. And, yeah, I don't know what happened they there. They struggled last week against San Jose State. Yeah, they're they're just not impressive. I think the veteran quarterback in Sean Clifford is going to be the reason that they win. I was talking to my family about this the other day. I don't think Auburn should have ever fired Gus Malzahn. He would beat Alabama every now and then. You'd with he with his eyes closed, you'd have an eight to nine win season, yeah. and on a good year, you'd have a ten to eleven win season. Th- that's Auburn and LSU's problem. They feel like they have to beat Alabama every year. And I hate to break it to you, it's hard. Exactly. Alabama, Nick Saban have a dynasty. Like, it's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Getting just one or two wins every, like, five or six years is a good thing. And I think Auburn fans, Auburn staff, Auburn people, and LSU the same all think that if we can't beat Alabama – Every year, then you have to fire the coach because they're not a good coach. But Gus Alzon's a good coach, and I'm rooting for him at UCF because he has my boy John Ross Plumley down there. So, absolutely, absolutely, it's honestly a better quarterback than Ole Miss has it on the roster. So, yeah, no, John Ross Plumley is awesome. He looked like a Heisman candidate week one, and then he kind of struggled this week. Yeah. Let's get into a sleepy good. One. <laughs> Let's get into a sleepy good one in uh, Liberty and Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a sixteen and a half point favorite. That's a little high in my opinion. I'd take Liberty to cover there. I see. I, I would normally bet with Hugh Freeze and take Liberty to cover, but they're on their third string quarterback. It's third string quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Brewer got hurt game one, like I think within the first quarter. But the dude was apparently committed to Tennessee. Your Tennessee Vols. Um, he's apparently a lot like Malik Willis. Very fast. The throw is. I fucking hate you. What? <laughs> What? He's he's committed to Tennessee. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. Just don't bring up Malik Willis's name around me when Ryan Tannehill is still starting, please. I mean, the Titans suck. You're just going to have to live with that. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. Um they literally could have just paid They could have just paid AJ Brown what he wanted and they would have been a decent team, but they decided they didn't want to do that. Um <laughs> I mean, Nep- Nick Westbrook Akina is the guy y'all are banking on to be AJ Brown, so I mean, you do you, but I mean... Arkansas I, Pine Bluff <laughs> travels to Ole Miss next week. You want to go ahead and look away to that one? We don't talk. We don't play Arkansas Pine Bluff. <laughs> no. That's who somebody's playing this week, though. <laughs> Isn't it Arkansas? It's oh, Oklahoma uh, State. Uh, I was looking for a rat team <laughs> there. <laughs> Anyways, continue. No, I, I think... Uh, blasphemous statements continue. They're not blasphemous. They're all blasphemous. You know you want A.J. Brown. But, um, honestly... Not for the price, no. I think Traylon Burks ended up being a better wide receiver. I'm kidding. I was about to say, I was waiting for you to take I'm it back. Um, I won't be getting his jersey. No, but, no, nah, I think Liberty can cover, but I'm interested. To, I'll, I'll always take Hugh Freeze with the bet. But third-string quarterback who's kind of raw is going to be – I think Wake Forest is a really good football team. Absolutely. What was Arkansas's head coach? What was their head coach several years ago that had, like, a scandalous thing? Um, He – I can't remember. Houston Nutt? I believe – He played – he coached at Ole Miss, too. Houston Nut. I don't know if it was Houston Nut or somebody else. He had like an affair, like in the athletic department. Oh, I have no clue. I Please know look it up because he's like, he's the coach. Just look up Missouri State's head coach right now. Oh, sweet. Look up Missouri State's head coach because um, there was. I was listening to Chris Vernon's show. He had on Dan Wetzel, and he's he's Yahoo Sports. He covers college football and stuff, and they were making an absolute mockery out of this. So I oh, have to Lord. have this guy's name. Bobby Petrino. Yeah, Bobby yeah, yeah, yeah. Petrino is now the coach at Missouri State, and they go <laughs> into Fayetteville this weekend. I know, obviously, it's going to be a blowout. That's going to be funny, though. But the fact that he had like an affair within like the athletic department, and there's all type of other shit because he got in a like Harley accident at the same time. Yeah. So he was addressing all these affair <laughs> stuff at the press conference. He was in a fucking neck brace. Oh <laughs> like, lord! I was fresh out the hospital. Yeah, they don't even have a spread on this game, so that's going to be is it's literally ninety nine point two percent chance for Arkansas to win that game. So yeah, that'll be a blowout. But it's just fun that. Uh, that is fun. That's a funny story. Yeah, it's Missouri State. Uh, Tennessee plays Akron. They'll win by 170. So they won't cover. Hinton Hooker for Heisman. They won't cover. No, uh, they will. 47 and a half. 47 flat. Yes, they will cover. 67. I'm taking the over. And I don't think I think Akron has a goose egg. So I think we score 70. Uh, Texas Tech wow. and NC State. It's a good game. It is. Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech can cover. NC State's not really impressed me this year, but they were projected to be like in the top of the ACC. But yeah, NC State. I don't know how they're still sitting there at sixteen. I don't either, but I, I think Texas Tech's a good football team right now, even though they're playing with a backup quarterback. 
um, beat Houston last week. Um, so I, I think they'll cover. Bro. Okay. So the next game we're talking about is Michigan State, Washington. Michael Penix is at Washington now. Yeah. I Indiana no transfer. Idea. I would turn on Indiana earlier this year, and I was expecting to see Penix, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? But yeah, because I was like, there's it, no way he went to the league, but he went to Washington. Yeah. Indiana has uh, Missouri's Bazelak from last oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. did he like, did Penix like transfer out? Penix transferred out? first, and I think Bazelak oh, okay. came in. Right, but uh, yeah. Wrong team favorite on that one, too. Why is Washington favored against Michigan State? Yeah, I get it's in Seattle, but Michigan State at 11, you should be favored no matter you know where you go if it's exactly. an unranked opponent, in my opinion. Exactly. Um, in football news, while we're on the Tennessee Volunteers, they did give <laughs> Josh Heupel a one-year contract uh, extension going into 2028. Also, a couple million dollar raise. You know, I am indifferent about this as a Tennessee fan. I don't get excited about anything. I'm pretty sure we gave Pruitt an extension as well, so... <laughs> We'll see how it shakes out. McDonald's bag, baby. McDonald's bag. Dude, hell yeah. And still taking L's, man. <laughs> Fucking cheater. Right. I don't get it, man. Good thing Lane Kiffin's always a stand-up guy and does stuff the right way. Lane Kiffin is a great guy now. Florida plays South Florida in Gainesville. You think there's a... Uh, I think South Florida covers. I don't think I Florida, do I don't I think don't Florida covers 24. 24. Anthony Richardson, I mean, it's Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, he's guy, night man. and day. Yeah. I, I think he bounces back, plays better, but... I don't think he's a serious contender for the Heisman, like Stetson Bennett. <clears throat> Clemson plays Louisiana Tech. They're 33-point favorites. I don't think Clemson covers. I don't think they do either. I think they, they win. They start DJ still? I guess. I When's that Kubliak dude starting? Because he's pretty good. Yeah, because he's a five-star, ain't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he, I mean, he looked good in the game, uh, first game they played. I'm going to say, like, this – I know I, I said a sleepy good one earlier, but this is the sleeper of the entire weekend, in my opinion. It is Texas versus UTSA. UTSA has caught some teams in the previous years. Uh, they're a group of five team that's probably one of the best ones you can play. Texas coming off a very emotional loss to Alabama. Uh, their quarterback is out now. They're going to have to play their backup. They're kind of riding high, you know. Yeah. I, they could get caught at home to UTSA maybe. I, I actually I definitely think I don't think they're going to cover that twelve and a half point spread. I definitely don't think they're covering. I can't see UTSA pulling this one out. I mean, lost barely to Houston week one in triple overtime, and then they apparently like overtime games because they beat Army in overtime. But I I do think Texas can maybe come out a little flat in this game. I'll definitely be interested to see if Sark has them has the boys ready to play. Um, but this this is a definitely trap game for Texas, especially with a backup quarterback because UTSA is a good football team. Absolutely. Um, we're going to end with our favorite game of the weekend. We have two more before then. Utah and San Diego State in Salt Lake City. I think Utah, 28-point favorite here. I hate to keep saying I don't think these teams are going to cover, but I don't think they're going to Yeah, they're not cover. covering. That, that's San Diego State's not a bad football team either, so I don't understand that line there. Yeah, final West Coast game, Fresno State, USC. USC is 11.5-point favorite over Fresno. I think they cover because I think uh, Lincoln Riley's like that. Fresno State's also a good football team. I know they're good, but I think USC's actually good. I know that, like, all these, you know, we live in the South, you know, people shit on USC and all these West Coast teams shouldn't be number seven. I, I dead ass, I'm high on SC right now. Man, what happens if Fresno State comes into town and beats them? Well, then I'll, I'll stand on my words, but I think USC beats them by 25 points. That's a lot. I, do. I think Fresno State keeps it in the game. It's okay. like a final score of, like, 38-35. This dude dead ass just Fresno State right now. I am in an argument. In I, think right SC, now. <laughs> I think SC wins by 28, actually. That's that's blasphemous because I, I think Fresno wins by 28. I mean, let me see what this dude's name is before I say it out loud. Jake Hayner. <laughs> Senior, man. Dude, He's what got, was it? We, you remember yeah, hold watching on, hold on. Utah State last year? Yeah, Bonner? Jake Bonner or yeah. Matt Bonner. Yeah, yeah he's he awesome. But, I mean, <laughs> you, you think that's a business for Heisman. It's Jake Hayner, dude. Is gonna run away with it. Bro, I've actually heard sixty-five of eighty. Actually, a good no. He's a senior quarterback. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They got some veteran leadership on their side. Seven hundred thirty-seven yards, three touchdowns. Bro, I don't give a damn about Jake Hayner, Caleb Williams. Come on now. Granted, they did lose to Oregon State last week, but yeah, that's what I thought. Fresno State was good last year. Not good this year. And the headliner of the weekend, I think USA we, does win. I'm just messing with him right now. <laughs> I love it. I, love it. <laughs> I think uh, the headliner of the weekend actually is uh, Miami Hurricanes. Going to College Station, playing Texas A&M. We don't know how A&M's ranked after the Appalachian State embarrassment, but A&M's got some excitement, man. They're they're going with Max Johnson in this one, uh, the quarterback from LSU last year, the lefty. Um, 
Miami is ranked 13th in the country. They seem to always be ranked high early in the season. This is kind of a really, huh? This is both new. Mario Cristobal in his third game there. Jimbo Fisher on the hot seat, dude. If he loses this, I don't know if he could pull up A and M stretch after this. But my God, if he oh, loses this, they could lose four to five games in a row. Yeah, I think this is another wrong team favored. Um, I understand it's home game, but I don't see how A and M is a six point uh, favor over this team because. Yeah, oh yeah, you go to or home against Arkansas at State at Bama at South Carolina home Ole Miss home uh home Florida at Auburn, UMass thrown in there and then at or home against LSU. So next week's Arkansas, and then was it at at State at Bama at Carolina and then home against Ole Miss home against Florida at Auburn. So Jimbo has to have this game. Yeah, you you have to win this one. And it's Saturday night in College Station, like. Yeah, yeah, switching quarterbacks. We're going to see what that looks like. Yeah. I think Max Johnson gives you a better chance to win. I do. Max Johnson's really better do. than Haynes King. Yes, yes. But I, I I, think Miami – I actually think Miami wins by double digits. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. Zach Sainab sucks. Like, I agree. Your offense couldn't score against Sam Houston State, really. Yeah. You really expect to score on Miami? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. And App State shut you down. Like, I get your defense is awesome, but – you don't score, and yeah. they've scored 50 points per game right now. Granted, they've played Southern Miss and <laughs> Bethune-Cookman, but right. um, I, I think Miami I think Miami wins, like, by double digits. I don't – I'm not going to go that far. I, I really think it's flip a coin, man. I really do. I, I don't think A&M covers six. I think there's no shot of that. Yeah. I think it's flip a coin. I, I really believe that. Let's get into this breaking Russell Westbrook news. Uh, on Friday, the Athletic reported that Westbrook could be coming off the bench this season for the first time since his rookie year. Lakers are really, really looking into this. Um, my first thought process when this came is who's going to start for them then? I think Patrick Beverly. They did sign Dennis Schroeder on Friday yep. as well. I think Pat Bev starts for you. Obviously, LeBron and AD. And then the other two, I don't know. I, I really don't know where you go with that. Austin Reeves, maybe. Um, yeah. Lonnie Walker is another possibility. Winning Gabriel is a possibility. Um, I just don't know who you start if you're Los Angeles Lakers. Because you can't start Pat Bev and Russell. Yeah, you can't do that. So this is basically them saying, we choose Pat Bev in our starting oh, lineup over you. Um, and 2K did them dirty, man. 2K's got Pat Bev one overall one better over. than Russ. Yep. So, how you feel about this? I mean, we kind of saw it coming, and I'm still kind of in awe that he's still there. I know LeBron's not that tweet or whatever saying he. I can't wait till he pops off and all that stuff, but I don't think he does that. I do think they're banking on that starting lineup you just said. Maybe they let Anthony Davis play the four. Um, he wants to play the four. Yeah, he's always been shy to play the four. And they start Thomas Bryant next to him, so it's a lineup of – uh, Pat Bev, probably your uh, your boy Austin Reeves, uh, LeBron, AD, and Thomas Bryant would be one I'd probably put out there. I wouldn't be upset with seeing God, that, but I hate that. it's just not great. And I mean, the roster is just not good. Yeah, and then There's the resigning of uh, Dennis Schroeder. I mean, I, you had a bright spot in a leak monk. You couldn't even afford to pay him. Yeah, I I think Lonnie Walker is better suited coming off the bench. I think him and Russ coming off the bench can be decent. Um. But, I mean, I couldn't even tell you what this rotation is going to look like because it's, it's a bunch of bombs. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a stagger LeBron and Russ's minutes. I really do. And I think it's better for them, but you can stagger them with them two in the starting lineup together. Russ, a disgruntled Russell Westbrook is detrimental to a team. Yeah. I would start him, in my opinion. Honestly, hear me out. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Him coming off the bench might be the best thing for him. You just said stagger LeBron and Russ's minute, and that just popped something in my head. Russ is best with the ball in his hands. Yeah, I mean, he he leads the league in triple doubles and all this stuff. I mean, he was an MVP not too long ago. Um, maybe letting him man the second unit, be like, hey, you're the second unit, you do what you got to do. Maybe allowing him to play make and have all the keys while LeBron's getting rest. Maybe that might be the best thing to jumpstart, take away, like throw that year in the trash and move on from it. So honestly, I don't see it as a bad thing, but I. Don't see this team being incredible. I, I can say that. 
I think Russell Westbrook should start, in my opinion. I really do. Patrick Beverly is going to give you literally nothing on offense. I get Russ was incredibly inefficient, but everything I've seen in the offseason, he's locked in. I think that you're going to get a lot better version of Russell Westbrook this year. Bringing him off the bench is detrimental to the locker room, in my opinion, because I just, you need everything to go right there. Start Russ, not only because it, it helps the culture there, but also I think it's the best thing. You can stagger him in bronze minutes. I get that both of them want the ball in their hands, but, you know, have, have Russ check out early. LeBron play the entire first. You know, Russ come back in the first half of that second quarter while LeBron's getting a blow and let him run the offense, man. Russ is better without stars. He can play with stars, but he's better without stars and let him perform that way. And in the starting lineup, you're going to get his maximum effort every night. I get you didn't get that last year, but you have a new coach. Russ and Frank Vogel were never like that, you know, twine and twine together. And so I think Russ should start. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can see that. I mean, the only reason I'm playing devil's advocate is because, I mean, Looking at their roster, and this is ESPN's. I mean, I I guess they're going to use Max Christie. I mean, we already talked about uh, uh, Lonnie Walker, Juan Toscano's coming off the bench, and maybe that Jay Huff dude that they signed. I mean, I couldn't tell you what their ten man rotation looks like right now because I just can't see a player that I'm like, oh yeah, I really win basketball games with that player. Right. So like, honestly, but I do think allowing Russ. <laughs> let Russ cook I mean (laughs) I know that's for Russell Wilson but in this situation the world hates him right now LA hates him right now Mm -hmm. not just like not Lakers in general the city of LA can't stand Russell Westbrook right now there's been a lot of media talk on this I think the best thing for him is allow him to do what he does best and that's playmake and be the guy because I mean even in uh the one season at the Wizards I still probably say that Russell's the guy over Bradley Beal um so I think letting him be the guy per se as coming off the bench and being that six man, I could see Russ blow up and be a six man of the year type guy. I hope or so. what you were just saying, and yes, I, I don't think, think he's humble enough to have that position. And, and that's kind of why I'm playing the card I'm playing right now because I don't think he is either, to be honest with you. But I can see it being a positive, but he needs to think about it in a positive light. You need mm-hmm. to be like, okay. Give me the keys to the offense while I'm out there. Let's go. Let's go to work. Keep AD out there so I can help him. Um, this can be a good thing. But like you said, I think his ego might get in the way. Mm-hmm. And I think also if you're sitting there as an L.A. fan, you're like, why the hell is 44 mil coming off my bench? Right. I, we didn't trade for Russ to be coming off the bench. We traded for Russ to be MVP Russ. Exactly. So, like, there's two ways you can look at it. But I think if I'm Russ, I look at it as I'm going to go work. Put your head down. Stop listening to everybody. Stop trying to do this and that. Just go to work. Let your game speak for yourself. Actions speak louder than words anyways. Mm-hmm. Go to work. I know we didn't talk about this, but if you had to have a sleeper finals, a NBA finals that no one expected, who would you take out of the East and West? Ooh. Um, I don't think my Cavs picks a sleeper anymore, so I don't think you're gonna let me you say can. that. I think that's I can a say sleeper. That. I think I think Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly are the the know. top three. So I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna keep Cleveland because I I love Cleveland. And now that I got Donovan Mitchell, now that's even better. I didn't even have to give up a damn thing for it. Mm-hmm. Shout out Colin Sexton though, average thirty though. So that Jazz pick looks good. Um, out of the West, my blind. <laughs> um, honestly, out of the West, a sleeper team might have to be. The New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a wild one. I was going to say Dallas, but I don't feel like Dallas is really a sleeper team making the conference finals last year. And obviously Memphis, I don't think it's also a sleeper team at all. I'm, I'm going to go New Orleans. I, obviously that's riding a lot on Zion. Um, can he come back and look like Zion? Um, but I, I think just looking at it, teams that I think people aren't really talking about, I, I'm going to go Cavs and the Pelicans, who you got? I'm going to go the Pelicans and the Chicago Bulls. I think DeMar DeRozan can have another All-NBA year with Lonzo Ball back, with Alex Caruso back. I think that the sky's the limit for the Chicago Bulls. No one's talking about them. They could be a playing team. That would not surprise me one bit, but they could be a top-five team. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. So The East is deep. I mean, yes. literally, Miami, Jimmy Butler's going to get you there. Boston, they got better. Milwaukee, they kept everybody. Philly got better. Toronto got better. They got out of Porter and free agency and helped build their depth. Chicago got better. Brooklyn, Atlanta got better. Cleveland got better. Charlotte got worse. But that's the top ten 
teams from last year. Only eight teams make the playoffs, and I just named nine teams. And obviously, New York Knicks fans, I'll mention y'all just because you got Jalen Brunson, so they're expecting to be a little bit better, but I'm not going to go that far. I think Detroit's a little bit better. I think Orlando might take another step. Like, the East is deep. Eight teams is going to be tough, so you got to be one of those teams. you got to be playing good at the end of the year. You listing all those teams made me think of the Brooklyn Nets are not coming out of the second round. They're not getting past the second round. With how deep the East is right now, man, I just do not see it happening. Philly could beat them. Boston can beat them. Milwaukee could definitely beat them. I'd go as far to say that Miami can as well. And Cleveland now with Donovan Mitchell can also – they have the weaponry to beat Brooklyn. The Cavaliers are a more complete team, right? Because you have a starting lineup of Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Okoro, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley. K-Love coming off your bench. Karis LeVert coming off your Ricky bench. Ricky Rubio. It is a lot deeper team than the Brooklyn Nets. I see five teams that could possibly bounce Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn's – Katie going to have to – same thing with Russ. He's going to have to put his head down and play basketball because you were talking mad crap all offseason, so people are going to have their eyes on you, glued to you. Dude, absolutely. And I just – I don't see them going past the second round. And that's, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't disagree with you. I don't really see them – going past the first, but that's just me. Hey, okay. All right, crew. They might make it through the play-in. Well, we just finished our 50K episode. Hopefully 100K comes a lot yes, faster sir. than 50K. But uh, thank you all so much again. Y'all be sure to tap in real soon. We're, we're here again next Wednesday. Grist Talk next Thursday. I'll be live streaming as well on Mondays. I'll make sure to, you know, subscribe, mash that like button. And Cooper, I hope you have a great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too. Thank you all.